It's always fun when we do a, when we say hello after we've already been recording for our uh, <laughs> Patreon peeps when we do our live episodes. Yes, this episode is 543 and we are filming it for our Patreon bonus video content. Um, so you should join our Patreon.com slash Brain Candy and you will see that I'm wearing Brain Candy merch. It's hard it's being so a person sweatshirt. I freaking I love it. I love it so much. Just got this, and I love the colors. Oh, it's I so wonder, good. Do yes. we have like different color options? I don't even know. Yeah, but. yeah. We, the maroon one looks really cute too, because like the I, color combo. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I got the blue, and I really like it. And Sarah just saw it for the first time on a human being, and I think yes. it's really great. Okay, uh, how it. are you today? I'm doing real well. I. Uh, Got some good sleep last night. That was nice. Went to bed early. Tell them you know. what you told me, though. Oh, my God. So I was... I This is how, like, I knew. I'm like, Sarah, you have got to put yourself to bed. So I, <laughs> I was... I was staying up, like, trying to just jam through my notes and everything for work. I wanted to get all of my work done before I go on this camping trip. And I started typing. And I must have, like, fallen asleep... As I was typing, I'm going to pull it up because I, I have to... Yeah, you have to read I, it. I, it's I took so a screenshot funny. because I was like, what the hell? Um, I absolutely stopped writing about whatever I was writing about and totally started dictating whatever dream I was having in my mind. So I wrote, therapist connected feelings of isolation with him being in the mountains. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What the heck? Like that's oh such a. Um, I was like, like a, that is so random, and it's such a salient example of the ways in which a human being code switches. Because like, uh, you know, you began as a professional woman, and then you became like <laughs> yes. my friend, and <laughs> yes. it's just so funny. That's the best. Yeah, yeah that's the. And then I, I, I put an exclamation point at the end, and that's what caught my eye. Because then I looked up and I was like, wait a sec, why do I have a fucking exclamation point in a note? And then I read the line before, and I was like, oh my god, why did I just talk about being in the mountains with someone? Like that's I just weird. started dreaming. That's yeah, it, my I brain. Mean, and I was just... like, oh, you got to go to bed, Sarah. You got to go to bed. But I guess I've I have this um tendency to be kind of like freaked out by hu- the human brain to begin with like I'm always sort of yeah. like yeah. our brains you know play tricks on us and even just like optical illusions sort of freak me out um and so when you have evidence of the way that your brain is like doing something like that that's right bizarre right. totally just took over and was like no we're not doing that we're we're writing out your dream that you're having right now. What do you think about so like the practice of um, dream interpretation? And I don't mean just like for fun because everybody loves it for fun, I think. But like, do you think there's any reliability in the, oh, you know, oh, that, oh, I can't that hear practice? You. I can't hear you. <gasps> what is happening? Talk again. Is there any reliability? There. there we go. <laughs> What just happened? I couldn't. I, I, Did you I fall don't know. asleep I, again? No, I didn't. I just like the the, the line went dead. Uh, do you think that there's any reliability in the act of dream interpretation, or is it just like a fun thing to do? 
I, I think as far as like reliability, I don't think that you can, you can, cause we can't know for sure, but I do know that dreams are a way for your brain to reprocess information from the day. And sometimes if there are things that you need to work through and things you need to work out, those will kind of be represented in your dreams. And, but it's not precise, you know, it's not like, if anything, I think the overall feeling that you're left with is, is something that can help kind of guide you to maybe what needs to be done. You know, when you wake up and you have that feeling of anxiety of like, oh my God, it often, I often have dreams that I feel like are telling me, like sending a little more of a message when there's something that I'm not communicating. That's when I have dreams that are, are telling me like, because eh. it's like your subconscious trying to get information out and we're not listening. We just bought the, at Crate and Barrel. They have this section of like gifts we love, and they're just real cute, like fun things that you can buy for people. And Lincoln spotted the they have like flashcards for dream dream decoding. Yeah. And so he, you know, he was all into it. So every morning now, when he wakes up, he decodes his dream dream according to these cards. And they speak with... Oh my with, gosh, I love this about him. I do too, which I guess makes sense that, you know, you start to um, examine your interior life at probably like that prepubescent age when you're like, oh, I'm a real person and like I have thoughts. And, yeah, and but still. I think the cards are very fun and interesting, but like they speak with such authority. It's almost like how people do about religion where it's like... How do you know? But they act right. like they know, and it's very convincing. Right, right. I think it's like anything. You've got to take, you know, with like astrology and numerology and dream interpretation. You just got to like use it as, I don't know, like a information maybe, but not like a dot, like a... I don't know, prescription or die like it. Like, yeah. I don't know what the, what the right way to Yeah, it's it is, thought but. provoking if nothing else. Yeah, I think it's just your like another dream, tool. I think it's another tool. Your dream meant that you want to be with a mountain man. <laughs> uh, obviously. And it's the best. Uh, that didn't take any dream interpreter to, to figure out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's the best! <laughs> Exclamation point. Well, I love it's very literal. There's You don't have to like decode anything. Right. Like, right, you don't. Like <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. It's so funny. And none uh, of that in the beginning of the sentence had anything to do with the client I was working with too. Where I'm like, "Isolate? What this what the hell is that? What are you writing about, Sarah?" I enjoy so, that. Uh yeah. okay. So, um I have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, but first yes. I want to encourage everyone if they need a therapist that maybe falls asleep doing notes or not. <laughs> And has cool dreams. Uh, a good place to start your uh, search would be BetterHelp because talk about convenient. Uh, mm-hmm. As a gal who really doesn't like to leave the house, things like BetterHelp are such a godsend because you can see a licensed professional counselor from the comfort of your own home. You can contact them with uh, your computer or your uh, tablet or phone, and they offer all those traditional services and licensed counselors that specialize in all kinds of things like depression and self-esteem and grief and relationships and anxiety. Being a person stuff. Yeah. Human problems. Human shit. 
And it's such a great option, especially if you're intimidated by going into the office or maybe you're very busy and don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So this is a great way for you to get the help that you need. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash brain candy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash brain candy. We all need help. Let's face it. It's hard being a person. It's hard being a person. So says my shirt. That's Uh, right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing... I want to begin with, you know, just to get get off on the angry foot. Oh, right. Is um, Nothing I love more than that. Something I love is that the New York Times seems to be doing a lot more uh, documentary short films, which are really mm-hmm. fun. I love all documentaries, but short ones are great for, like, if you don't have a bunch of time. And they yeah. had one up last week, and um, the title was – I want to get it somewhat right because it was uh, already infuriating – it was oh, like no. Yeah, it was like she discover made a huge uh, discovery in astronomy. He won the Nobel Prize. Oh yeah, right. We're mad so at that. like you know this kind of thing. I'm sure still happens, but it was especially mm-hmm. common back when like women were like not even really welcome in universities God. or in academia. Right. And so this lady, she was. Irish or no Scottish Jocelyn Bell's her name and she is a badass bitch who loved astrophysics and decided to study it and she was getting her PhD at Cambridge when they use these things that look like I don't know like a lie detector test you know what do you call those graphs that like make the little things yes and that's Uh, how they whatever they're called yeah whatever and they seismograph yes maybe and they notice anomalies and patterns in the world through sound waves and such i think i might be right with that term but it sounds right and she noticed some weirdness and decided that she felt like it was a pulsar which is like a pulse a star that used to exist that sort of like exploded right when it was about to die and then it leaves this remnant that you can track that's so cool and she told her colleagues by the way she was the only woman in her class of course and when she was at a different university when they when a woman would walk in the room the men would like smack their tables and like hoot and holler like she had to deal with all kinds of garbage obviously annoying and um so anyway she told her colleagues hey i think there's something cooking here and they were like what i don't know it's probably they like dismissed it as like this is just a mistake but then she persisted and convinced them and she was right and it was a major astrophysical discovery and another thing that i want to note about her is that she part of the reason why her family was so supportive of her is that they were quakers and if you're oh. not familiar with the Quaker, Quaker religion, is so cool. If you're ever, like, walking on the road and see a Quaker service or a church, go in because they don't have a pastor. They just sit there, and then when the Spirit moves somebody, that person can get up no matter who they are. I ma- love this. Man, woman, child. They can get up and share whatever God shared with them or the Spirit Aww. led them to say. And they believe that God is in each person. Right? 
Well, there you go. Yeah. Are we Quakers? I, am I Quaker? <laughs> and so they believe everybody ought to be educated and that every person has God in them. So why wouldn't we want to, you know, give them the best there is? So yeah. I, I love that in this case, religion sort of served her and encouraged her to be more educated, which is not always the case. Right. Okay. So anyway. This was a huge deal. Everyone was so excited that she discovered it. And then um, her professor took credit and, like, they showed video of him accepting the If Nobel- only she gave him a blowjob. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. What if she was like, I did. No. Oh, my God, right? They showed the video of him accepting the Nobel Prize. And I was just, oh, like, so him. mad. And he was so, so smug about it. And then of course they was. showed archival Ugh. footage of him referring to this scandal because some people knew and were like, ah, uh, she did it. And he was like, well, there's a big difference between the skipper and the crew. Meaning like because she was a oh. student and a woman, like I'm the head of this ship. Oh, fuck that. I mean, that's, that's not how that goes. That takes some real balls. Yeah. Literally and oh, figuratively. Oh, gross. So anyway, it was a great film, and I was just, like, really impressed with her. And she ended up winning some award (sighs) that they call the the Oscars of Science. I don't know what the award is, but she got a bunch of money for that, and she donated it all to a scholarship fund that encourages minorities and women to get PhDs. So Okay. So we love her. We love her. She's so smart. Like, you could tell Gosh. just watching the video that this is somebody, yeah. like, you would want to be around just to, like, maybe pick up a, a little nugget of what yes. she has. So, Oh, man. And she wasn't even bitter. Tell me how that happens. That, I don't – well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're just used to it and you feel like this is, like, what people have grown to kind of accept she in this goes, world. I was just excited people were excited about pulsars. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That is so adorable. Right. See, that's the person who deserves an award. But, like, I feel Give like the, the Nobel Prize committees should, like, right some of these wrongs. Do you think they ever do that? Yes. They should. Like. Oh, that's a good point. Because It's bet- fucked up because doesn't it come with a big old financial prize, too? A million dollars. Oh, my God. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Sarah, can you do a TikTok about that? Yeah. Somebody took her do fucking money. About- yeah. Yeah. <gasps> we share that in common. Yeah, and you both aren't bitter. It's so oh weird. God. This is so true. Oh, well, she's a bad bitch. I love her. She's totally like, oh, this is great. Well, don't you think anybody like that that sort of like doesn't really mind if they didn't get all this money just yeah. really has some sort of elevated sense of like what really yes. matters. 100% guaranteed. Absolutely. I want that. <laughs> yes, for sure. They do. I clearly don't have she's it. Like, mm, I, she's like, it's fine. As long as they love science, you know? Yeah. Okay. So she's super cool. We love Man, her. That, that has happened more times than, than is okay. And she's probably right. It was the, um, the combination of her, position in the hierarchy of academia but also her vagina yeah so super sad she said when when (sighs) she made the discovery she was interviewed by a lot of um newspapers and they asked her about her boyfriends oh my god he asked her if if she would call her hair brunette or blonde (gasps) no 
They asked her measurements. Well, we are very similar. I never know what that. They asked her yeah. measurements. Yeah, her bust and her waist. Oh fuck! Because you know what? It, what really matters in the discovery of pulsars is your hip to waist ratio. They uh, they do say that. They do, I've heard that. I've heard that. And like when the <laughs> photographers fuck, fuck asked off. to take a picture for the articles, they asked her to unbutton some of her buttons. <gasps> no, yes! I hate everything. I hate everything. I hate everything. Everything is awful. <laughs> oh my god! No, I just hate. Mm. the patriarchy well i hate that it doesn't feel like it's improving to me no it doesn't it doesn't because we saw it all with the fucking olympics it's so stupid that you get in trouble if you're you're you know not wearing you like if you're covering up too much yeah you get fined but then we're sending the message to girls at school that you get expelled if you show your shoulders. Yeah. Fuck off. Damned if everybody. you do, damned if you don't. Like, it just, stop policing us. We should just all ah! stop wearing clothes. Can we do that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I should just take this off, right? <laughs> By the way, I, I was asking Sarah before we started um, recording how her tattoo is healing. Is it looking mm-hmm. good? Ship shape? It looks so good. It looks fabulous. It's... You know, I keep it well, like, you know, lotioned up. I got my little aquaphor and I just rub that on it. And it's great. It's it's all like, it's all healed now. Yeah. It's all good to go. Well, I love it. I, you sent me pictures. It was so pretty. And we put up yeah. pictures on Patreon as well and a video of Sarah seeing it for the first time. Because like a lunatic, she didn't even know what she was getting. I know. Like I have diarrhea like, just thinking about that. Ah! Well, I knew what his work looked like, and I fully trusted him. And, well, that's a and good point. And I knew point. it was going to be perfect. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you do plan on getting naked, whether you're fighting the patriarchy or otherwise, I would recommend that you try listening to some sexy stories on Dipsy. <gasps> yes. This there you go. This is a great... It's female-friendly. It is female-friendly, and that's part of why we love it, because I remember my ex-husband used to do this joke about how there needs to be more porn with family values like oh my God. well because there is always this question of like is someone right. being exploited here or right. are they in love and um or whatever does he right. respect her and so in this way dipsy is so handy because you can put in to this kind of quiz thing what you are into what inspires you to feel a certain way and you know what makes you feel romantic or horned up whatever the heck and then they will suggest stories. Maybe you even want something soothing to go to sleep, to have sweet, sweet dreams, whatever. I just love sweet, that it's a great um, platform for people who want to feel like all wound up, but don't want to feel icky. Mm-hmm. For listeners right. of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial. When you go to dipsystories.com slash braincandy, that's 30 days of full access for free. When you go to dipsystories.com slash braincandy, dipsystories.com slash braincandy. You know, speaking of speaking of Quakers, there's huh? something you don't hear every day. I also saw this um, video on, I think it was on NPR Instagram, and it was about how Quakers invented price tags. What? <laughs> like, well, thank you, Quakers. And it fits in with what That's I was saying earlier that they, co- it used to be the case that no matter what, there was haggling. And oh. if you were wealthy, you might say, I don't want to haggle. Whatever you want, I'll pay. But if you ha- had more of a budget, then you had to spend all this time like haggling. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it was a pain in the butt for the consumer, but also for the retailers who, yeah, um, they would have to train their clerks on like, here's how much oh, this cost, here's how really much. Really hard to yeah. do. And so Quakers were like, this is stupid. Everyone's equal, so everyone should pay the same price. <laughs> like oh it sounds gosh. so obvious, yeah. But that is something that changed I everything like that. about uh, buying wow, things in the that's world. Interesting. Who knew? Susie did. No, I didn't. I was just like, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that price tags had to be invented. Right. Isn't that crazy when you think that there was a time where like that, that's a thing that they had to decide to do. Right. And it wasn't like that before. Wow. Yeah. Like set pricing. That is was. so interesting. But I wonder when that was though, because like, I remember watching Little House on the Prairie. It seemed like, you know, when they went to the general store, they all paid the same amount for like. Oh, uh, I don't know. I wonder if that's historically accurate. <laughs> I do wonder that too. Yeah, I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I think they left out a few things in the old yeah. uh, Little House series. I could see that being how people did it. That makes sense. That they would haggle and like sort of... Yes, totally. That just seems like a lot of work. Oh, I love it though. Do you like it for car <sighs> buying? Because I... Ugh, it's Well, I, did, I don't like it for... I mean, yeah, I like it for everything, but um, I have you know i've been definitely taken advantage of in the car buying situation but at the same time there were things in the last time i bought a car i was buying it with my ex-husband and like he was there with me and doing like the negotiating but then when we were getting to signing the contract there were multiple things that they were trying to sneak in there that i found and i was like "Mm, why are you doing that we don't need that kind of like air and like nitrous in the tire like whatever they were like adding a bunch of stuff onto it of like oh it'll be an extra three and i was like what hang on a sec and so we left and he's like oh my god i would have never noticed those things if you didn't so i'm really good at noticing if somebody's trying to like take me for more yeah get one over on you yeah like oh no do you know what we're doing here buddy do you think that most car salespeople prefer that dance or do you think no i don't think anybody wants to do that really I don't think so. Because I For wonder. something that's that big of a price tag, like, I don't know. <sighs> I wish they would just say, here's how much it is, and then you just give it to them. Right. The only thing is, like, though, I get it. You know, if it's, like, getting towards the end of the year and you got new stuff coming in, get, well, give to a sale. A deal. Do this a is, sale me, like every other right, store. Right. Yeah, just do that. God like, damn it. Like mattress stores. You know, uh, wait, that's what they do. I don't, I don't know. I feel like they do mattress sale stores. Yeah. They're always like having sales. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah. By the way, the, the first company to do that price tag thing was Macy's because Macy was a Quaker. Oh my gosh. I forgot to tell you. Look at this. (laughs) What information do you have on bakers and candlestick makers? (laughs) My God. That reminds me, actually, Sarah, that we we keep getting tons of messages, which I am so in love with, from people telling me why their last name does fit them. Yes, I'm getting messages about that, too. It's amazing. We have a brainiac with the last name Perfect. Oh, my gosh. That's her name. And I go, what ethnicity is that even? Because I was like, is that French? It seems like the French would do shit like that. Be like, yeah. perfect. Perfect. But um, she said just English. So. Wow. Her last perfect. perfect. But like one. That would be a hard one to live up to. One gal's last name was Carter. 
And she was talking about, you know, it meant someone who transports goods because you're carving yeah. it from one place to another. And yeah. she was describing how that applied to her. I think, you know, th- there is a bit of like, I'm only hearing for from people for whom this applies. <laughs> like all the right. people right. that have just but like still. names that they don't see a connection. But I think there's, there's, it's just fun. It is fun. And I think you're right on. You totally are. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next thing I want to talk about. Let me pull up my notes here. Oh, I wanted to follow up on, I finished the Mike Tyson series. Oh. And I. Any more pigeons? Lots of pigeon talk. Lots of pigeons. Uh. Um, but I forgot to tell you that they included in the interviews his therapist. Oh. And her name, she's famous, I think. Her name is Mary Murphy. She wrote some book about something. But anyway, she said she had permission to share these insights with the the filmmakers. Yeah. And um, I just loved that because, I mean, that really adds something to it. Yeah. And, like, she basically sort of charted his progress over the years. And um, in the end... That's that series was um very inspiring because wow he went from as we talked about before like this mm-hmm. wife beating rapist who mm-hmm. seemed almost not fully human because he was mm-hmm. so aggressive in in so many ways um but then by the end it was redemptive mm. you see him in the interviews and you think this is a totally different human being. Wow. Yeah. Somebody who really did the work. You remember when his daughter died at four years old? He had a daughter. No. She, um, got twisted up in a treadmill cord. (gasps) Oh, you know, the safety cord. Yeah. Oh my God. And I think that was a turning point for him. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is just so, it's so sad. It's gut wrenching. It really Even is. just the thought, oh. thought of that. Mm, yeah. And it, like, made him realize he needed to be present and be there for his family. And, like, yeah. and now he says, oh, I could almost cry, actually. Um, he says oh. um, his definition of success now is being loyal to his wife, um, mm. being there for his kids. It has nothing to do with money, fame, yeah. fighting. Yeah. He said he loves fighting and he'll probably keep doing it. But that yeah. that is no longer defining him. Oh, yeah. I really recommend that's, it if you're if you guys are interested. Great. I'm definitely going to check it out. Because you know I like the one of those like stories of self growth. Well, because I feel like in America, maybe especially, there's this um like kind of divide between just like black and white, good and evil. Somebody's yeah. a monster or they're great. Right. And right. I really love. When somebody is clearly not a good guy and then, like you say, does the work or looks at his life and makes changes and then seems to make a full, you know, turnaround. So anyway, Mm. I recommend it. It's great. Yeah. I also recommend um, getting the empowering information from Modern Fertility that can help you understand your body better. Absolutely. And whatever you have going on in there, you can take the modern fertility test right at home and you send in the thingy and then they, within a few days, will send you 
the results. So easy and so fast. So easy and so fast oh, and so affordable, especially yes. compared to what you would pay in a doctor's office. And it just gives you all this information about maybe some red flags or like if you are like ready to breed any second you're gonna have like tons of eggs just ready to (laughs) ready to roll um but i just think it's empowering to get that information so right now modern fertility is offering our listeners twenty dollars off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy that means your test will cost a hundred and thirty nine dollars instead of several hundred or even thousand plus dollars you could Cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash braincandy. Modernfertility.com slash braincandy. Yeah, it's like practically the copay for my doctor's appointment if I were to... You ain't kidding. You know, not even like, oh, God. We're not even starting the process, and it's already yeah. that much. Yeah, Ugh. No yeah. need for that. Yeah. Uh, there was an article on NPR about, um, there's so much like content now about, of course, the Olympics, but it can like facilitate conversations about things that are only tangentially related. Cause this was an article about why bronze medalists are happier than silver, which I think is intuitive. Yeah. Got it. Cause, but I think it can be applied to other ideas. So like, of course they were saying bronze medalists and Jerry Seinfeld does a whole bit about this, about how like they're just happy they got anything. Right. Like, they are happy that they placed. They are on the podium. They're like, holy heck. And they maybe didn't even expect to get the medal, um, whereas silver medalists are, like, thinking about what I've, they could have done. Yes. Right? I was so close to gold. Yeah. So I... Totally. I think this is a good lesson about, like, comparing yourself, who, whether you compare yourself to, like, the person that you envy. Uh-huh. Or covet versus maybe somebody who isn't quite where you are. Well, that they say that in in. I remember hearing this in grad school at some point, talking about uh, what do they call it? Upwards comparison or downwards comparison, and that upwards comparison makes us feel not good, and downward comparisons make us feel good. Well, and like everything, it helps with gratitude, right? And it feels trite and annoying when people are like, because I was just talking to Kate Buller, the the religious studies scholar about this concept mm-hmm. about how like sometimes it gets annoying when everyone says that the a- antidote to whatever ails you is being grateful for what you do have. Because like mm-hmm. sometimes you don't fucking feel, feel like it. <laughs> and it's sort of uh, like, yes, I'm thankful, but also I'm mad. Right. right. Um, so you can kind of be like both at once. But. It is a good reminder. Like, I don't want yeah. it to be true. <laughs> but it is. But it is because yeah. you should. it's a nice place to be if you're on that sort of metaphorical podium and can say, hey, I'm lucky to be here. This is awesome. Yeah. I just feel like the universe recognizes that and goes, oh, look at how, how lucky they feel right in third place. Let's give them first place next time. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's Okay, so works. you feel like it might... It might get you somewhere someday. Yes, absolutely. I think the more gratitude we show and the more, I think the more just gifts we're given, the more good stuff comes in, or we're just training ourselves to start recognizing the good stuff more. I'm always, Which either way, I'm fine. I know. I, I am always torn because whenever there's like systemic inequality or systemic yeah. Yeah. anything, Right. I don't want it 
put the responsibility on the individual. Like maybe if you just stayed positive, maybe if you just... Oh, no, no, for know? sure not. So like it right. depends on what we're talking about. Yes, absolutely. As far agree. as how much I agree. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's a good reminder that like maybe yeah. maybe you're, if you're miserable, maybe you're comparing yourself to people that like have more than you. Yeah. Yeah. And most people are probably miserable with something else anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. And that's like, I mean, you do hear reminders about that with Instagram and stuff. Like people are showing their highlight reel. Like don't. Yeah. Come on. It's just hard to remember. Yes. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about, all right, I'll just ask you this quick one. France yeah. gave teenagers each 350 bucks. And Who gave teenagers this? All French teenagers. Well, I, I still couldn't hear what you were saying. Well, all, I, and I have a new cord, so everything is fine. All French teenagers. <laughs> Say that Teen, again. Oh, my God. Te- teen, teenagers in France. Oh, French teenagers. Got it. I what was like, what word are saying? you saying? I could hear the beginning of the word, but for some reason, every time you said a wo- that word, it like cut out. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. I mean, I got a new cord. Everything's fine. So that was just, I don't know, weird. The, the, the internet world didn't want me to hear that first part of that sentence. It's probably like the French, you know, because apparently they decided to give every teenager 350 bucks to encourage um, That's them. That's a dumb idea. <laughs> Why? Because half of them are going to spend on something stupid like Pokemon cards. <laughs> I hate. I hate when you're right. Like before, I've even told you the the, the whole story. You still get it right. Like, that's guaranteed. They spend it on dumb shit because they're teenagers. What teenager has ever spent money on, you know, like the right shit? <laughs> None. So they, their idea was they wanted to encourage teenagers to indulge in culture. They felt like they were just no longer engaging in, like, high art and, like, you know, whatever the fancy people deem as worthy. Oh, my God. French, France, come on. <laughs> they really <laughs> thought that this is what's going to get the kids back to the museums. Let's give them 350 bucks and they'll be inspired to then pursue the arts. Remember or when, like like Remember when France was optimistic? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah's right. They did not go to the museum. They bought comic books. See? Okay, which might as well be Pokémon cards. I was absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I'm like getting wound up being like comic books cuz like I don't I'm not into that whole scene. But like, yeah. who's to say what, what is high art? What would you have? What would you have bought when I was a teenager? Yeah, I would have bought music. Like you know, that, okay, like yeah. CDs. CDs. Yeah, or whatever. What you have, you. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would have followed the thing, but that's. I mean, I don't know. What would you have bought? You would have done something well, good, like. Like, really think about how old you are. Like, when I was 15, I was a teenager, okay? So, like, what are we? We're, like, 15, 16. Well, fuck. 
to be honest, I would have probably bought, spent it on tattoos at that time. I wonder if that's allowed. There are rules. They they make you. How are you going to enforce this? There's like an app, and you buy the oh, things through the app. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, music probably would have been what I, what I. But the t- at the time, I was also really into like makeup and that shit. I would have probably done that. Well, Sarah, but you were an artist, so maybe you would have bought supplies. You're you're right, actually. You're right, and I was heavy paint into paint. I was doing a lot of that stuff then. Ah, maybe I would have been exactly who France wants to be. <laughs> yeah. No. Are we French? Like, give her all the money. In Are, fact, double what she gets. Give her 700 We're French Quakers, and we had no idea. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of... Uh-oh. What's what? going on here? What? My... That is so weird. I just got this weird Zoom alert that said it was signing me out. Fuck you, France. I swear. <laughs> I swear. The, 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 there's something weird going on in the, the technology with that the technology weird. today. There's definitely something up. Okay. And Mercury's not going into retrograde for like another few weeks. So like everything better chill. Let me ask you this. Let's say that this was the agenda, that you wanted to inspire young people to appreciate more traditional forms of art, classical music, um, the museum, whatever. What would you do to encourage that? Oh, I would absolutely turn it into a, um, like an Instagram challenge. Like I would do something like that where it was like, um, like, post your best video or like i would i would turn into almost like a a a virtual scavenger hunt that's a good that's what i would do and i would say you'd have to go around and you have to collect these photos and you have to take photos of the thing and post the photos and then if you post all of those photos then you get a prize and then you get your 350 dollars see i like that put me in i got that's a great idea france give the give france my number do you think they just didn't want to, like, they didn't have the manpower for that sort of um, initiative? Like what, maybe the teenagers or France? France. Like, to kind of be, have something more immersive like that. Because that sounds like a great idea to me. Uh, I'd like to think they just didn't think of it. <laughs> because it seems like a genius idea, and I don't know why you wouldn't do it. What's the problem? Yeah. All right. Well, at any rate, people are buying comic to, books. I would do like a discounted. And then, and then what you do is you get the people like take advantage of influencer culture. Take, take the people who are, are like, you know, popular in that area and like, you know, in France and names and stuff like that and let, have them do it. Make it seem exciting. That's a better way to spend your money. Then, and then you just do the challenge of like, yeah, go around and videotape, you know, or like, like find these six things like hidden. You know how people love that, that finding Mickey Geo, at Disneyland Geo, thing oh, yeah, and yeah, geotracking, all that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, people love that shit. Do something like that and like hide it. Make it like a scavenger hunt. Make it fun. Make them get out there. And I feel like street artists do this Yeah, in their own way. You know, 
Yeah, well, I don't know. I thought it was interesting, and I, I was, I, I kind of like that they did require people to at least a certain percentage of it. I think half had to be used on tickets to something rather than just like okay, you know, physical goods. Yeah. Okay. But I'm down I guess for that. they're they're disappointed. This was in the New York Times where it was an article, but I mean, teenagers yeah. are going to teenage. That's how it goes. Yeah, they're going to pretty much disappoint you majority of the time. That sometimes they'll surprise you and it'll be amazing, but you know, they have um, a, 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 a what's it called? An underdeveloped prefrontal lobe so their decision making skills just aren't there yet and we can't that's expect anything get, other though. than bad decision making skills duh i don't understand why that is because if i think evolutionarily it just feels like mm-hmm. we would have needed those skills pretty early on in our lives even I more than we think, do now i think that uh in order for i think it has more to do with um, like, I don't know, expansion and growth of a population and needing to have almost like a inhibited, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you don't get scared and you don't get, um, uh, there isn't the fear there yet so that you can do a lot of the things. Like I think, imagine like what somebody who's if we went back thousands and thousands of years, what somebody who was 15, 16, 17, 18, what would be required of them would probably be like hunting, fighting, you know, protecting, like being. So you're saying even though it's risky, it encourages bravery. Yes, correct. Yeah. Like stupid bravery. Yeah. I think that. And then also maybe even biologically like, uh, gets you maybe doing it with people you shouldn't yeah, be doing it with. Yeah, that I can see. I mean, let's that let's just like that's what it is. Everything comes down to like protection and reproduction, and like you know the survive like survival of the species. So we have to like kind of look at it in those. But this is again, Sarah's got a theory. What the hell do I know? No, I think you're onto something because um, the remember when I used to take Clonopin, which is like an anti-anxiety. I was yeah. prescribed it for restless leg syndrome, which was probably mm-hmm. irresponsible because it's like highly <laughs> addictive. But um, I remember that the side effects included high-risk sexual behavior and compulsive Whoa. gambling. Specifically, it said that on there. High-risk sexual behavior and compulsive gambling. Oh, my gambling. God. I don't know why they just couldn't say like, you know, basically it made you less... Lowered inhibitions. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Lowered inhibitions. But it didn't. It said those things. But it seems like maybe there's something to that. Like where if you're kind of a brave idiot, you're not anxious. (laughs) So I can see how these all like go together. Yes. They connect and it makes it and it works. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yes, for sure. I don't know. I just feel like that that's a huge problem. Because even when you think about when teenagers use um, pot... It's not great. Yeah. Like people should oh, wait till they're older. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Yeah. That's a real bummer. Yeah, but like they don't need to be smoking weed and eat anyway. <laughs> what do you got? What are you stressed out about? What do you, what do you need to, what do you need to, 
think deeply. Yeah, but no, like you're not chill, chill you're enough. Fine. No, yeah, you go do do. You just be teenagers. They are they're fine. It's people in their thirties and forties who need the weed. Maybe sixties, seventies, eighties too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I, uh, moving on, I read a, an article <laughs> in Smithsonian Magazine about, like, whatever happened to the PB&J. Because I guess, like, PB&J is, like, what? no longer the What do you mean, what, whatever happened to PB&J? It's still going strong at the old rice house over here. <laughs> When's the last time you had a PB&J? Literally two days ago. Shut but it's not peanut butter now it's almond butter but that's only because i yeah. need more protein but usually it's peanut butter i love me a peanut butter and jay peanut butter and jelly well peanut butter and jelly that works too i i mean i even have like like techniques for how to do this what like, are they okay most important thin layer of peanut butter on both sides of the bread i agree jelly on top that way the jelly doesn't soak up into the Ooh, bread it yeah. creates like a little barrier and then you can eat it and then it doesn't do that annoying squish thing like if you put it in your bag and then it just like ugh, squish peanut butter and jelly the sandwich there's nothing worse i think it's because i camp and do like a lot of hiking because you don't have to refrigerate it it's not like a meat product not like a sandwich with mayonnaise in it i'd hate that so i think it's because of camping and, and hiking that i am a big fan of pb and j I get it for hiking, but I cannot imagine like whipping one of those up in my house and being like oh, delicious. Yeah. I did the other night. Well, because I, I usually don't have like a loaf of bread. I rarely buy like a loaf of bread, and because I make my bread thanks to you and the bread maker and everything. Yeah, uh, but I did. I bought a loaf of bread because I wanted to make grilled cheese sandwiches, as I spoke about previously, and you know, wasted a bunch of bread in my <laughs> attempts to make that, it. That went so, south. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. after I was like, oh man, you gotta, you gotta like, you know, maybe mix it up. And then I found out that there was like zero protein in cashew cheese. Like there's nothing, there's really like nothing in it. So I was like, oh shit, I got to get some like protein and, and oh, good I stuff. Didn't know so that. I needed some almond butter and some, some peanut butter and stuff like that. So. Okay. But when you were done eating it, were you like, that was great? Yeah, I sure wow. was. And the only thing I was missing was like a glass of milk. Cause I really love a glass of milk with it, but I'm like not eating dairy. So I didn't have the milk, so and it all doesn't do the same. Well, bad news is like the rest of us kind of have quit PB and J, Sarah. So you're like holding one, holding on by yourself yeah. because this article was just <laughs> it was describing how when PB and J was first created, it was a fancy finger sandwich, and oh, they would well, serve it at still like still is a fancy finger sandwich in my house. <laughs> they would serve it at like cocktail parties and they would what use if? peanut paste, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Jam. And yeah. um okay, so wait, where are my notes here? Okay. And then it said after production improved, like once we got a hold of this whole like assembly line situation and whatever, and like shelf life increased for jam and peanut butter. 
then Mm -hmm. it started being available to middle class and lower income people. And it also became a solution, of course, to school lunch problems. As you pointed out, it does not need to be refrigerated. It's easy to transport. But and and it became a symbol of assimilation for immigrants because they were like, oh, okay, this is like distinctly American, so we're really? going to eat peanut butter and jelly to like fit in, which I didn't know. But then everything went south when we had the old allergies problem, and you really can't oh, even pack peanuts. That's yeah. it. That makes sense. Oh my god, how sad! A bunch of kids don't even get peanut butter and jelly at their in their lunch. And yeah, like why should everybody be allergic to tuna fish? <laughs> right. That would have been more enjoyable for that, everybody because that kid who pulls out the tuna fish sandwich after it's been in the lunch all day, not refrigerated, ugh, that shit stinks. Nobody wants to sit you next to that kid. Have, you are so right. We are screwed. Like, we have to give up our peanut butter and jelly, and that bozo can still pack his disgusting tuna sandwich. I don't know anyone that ever brought one, but I have seen them on airplanes. Yeah. I do love tuna sandwiches. Like, I really love them, but as soon as they get warm, my head just is like, my mind is like, girl, don't eat that. (laughs) God, I love Sarah. It's stupid. I don't know anyone like you. I was it on the air that you said <laughs> Cocktick Johnson. Cocktick Johnson. Oh yes, that, on that the air? sure was. I can't even tell you how much joy that has given me for days. <laughs> and I really That's wanted like what to- I what I aim for is just bringing Susie joy. That's but all I, want. I need the answers. Like when you do that, I think, how did that happen? Like how did her brain do that so fast? Where I just said I his name was C. Richard Johnson. I feel like it Tell just me. it writes itself. I mean, it just makes sense that that would be the next one. That that it starts with a C. You're looking for a C name, Dick related. I Stop wish it. that you could have seen me. Telling Adam that story. <laughs> it took like 10 minutes that. because I couldn't get it out. And then it probably wasn't even that funny to him by the time I got it out because it took so long or whatever. But anyway, Sarah's hilarious. That's oh, all I know. God. You guys are funny. That um, makes me laugh. I do what I can. Well, and I think it, I, I'm only like this because of you. I was having this thought the other day. Mm-mm. I was thinking about our tattoo, the tattoo episode, and I listened to it. And I'm like, oh, man, it was so good. And... Even like the hilarious part that we were talking about the Nub Club afterwards and about everything. It was just a really funny episode. And I was like, man, I am so lucky to have a co-host who knows how to ask the right questions, who can hold that space for me to just talk for him like ever. (laughs) And then, you know, and just like ask, like say all the right things to get me, you know, thinking about things different. So like you're, you're, we're a good team. Crucial to this. (laughs) I'm like not funny. Regular. Probably. Actually, I'm funny around you. Okay, well, I'm thankful because it is so great. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, okay, last thing before we wind it down. I want to know what you think Already? of this. Yes, already. Well, because we had, we, you guys don't know this, but we did have some technical problems. So we had to like do this in two parts and it always then makes it seem like it's shorter. That's true. That's true. Okay. So this, oh, right, right, right. This was a statistic. Okay. I forget even where I read this. 85% of insects, uh, excuse me, male insects have homosexual sex. Oh, well, okay, great. Good for okay. them. Okay, yeah, right. And so Get I was it. like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. What bothered me... Insect sex is interesting, too. Ew, why? Oh, it's one of the most... I was reading something the other day that said, like, if... Like, insect sex is the weirdest... They're all they're doing a bunch of weird shit. And, like, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, what do you think they do? Well, just, like... Some of them, like, eat each other. You mean, like, yeah, yay and murders involved? Yeah, like, not what we do, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, like, the parts and, like, where, where they're connecting, you know? Sometimes, like, butt to butt. It's, like, looks funny. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, what bothered me, though, was they were, the, the scientists think that it's accidental, that what oh okay, you mean like right. they like can't tell the difference between a man and a woman so they're like a male or female bug so it's like oh oh i'm just ha- i'm accidentally doing it with the yeah that they're buddy. just like uh, you know they're hoping for a female but if they get a male they'll do it but they just don't do it accidentally and they were saying that because they think evolutionarily speed like just sort of like going for it would be uh. more advantageous than Part of me thinks, what about practice? I like that better. I do I too. Like that better, because the way that that's they, definitely what I was doing to try to with little girls in uh, uh, elementary. We got to practice. Me too. Got to get better for for the time when we're doing this with boys. Time to t- let's make out. Yeah, because even if they're right, because they're scientists. I love science. Yeah. Even right. if they're right, it feels like the sort of argument that you would make to act like it's not necessarily a natural scenario. That like right. they wanted a woman, but they, they accidentally. Obviously, and I think we're doing it through, yes, I think we're doing it through the lens of like a human experience. Like I don't like when we, we're, when we do that. We like, <laughs> yeah, but you do, you're doing that too. What? Oh, you're, you're right. doing. <laughs> but yours no, is better. No, but I'm giving the. I think that's more evolutionary. Like, like practice. Like they, uh, they, they. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. But I like yours better, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they think it's just an accident that they're just like, like. Uh, 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 I'm just going to like. Yeah, because they say that over here, a little over here. Like, <laughs> Hesitation is worse for the species than accidental oh. sex. So that's they're thinking okay. evolutionarily that this is just better for the species than to think they're gay. I don't know. Like I don't think the don't bugs are it. like, oh, I'm attracted to male bugs. Because really? I think with bugs, it it's 
a little more. Well, fucking a, I don't know. We gotta ask a bug. <laughs> yeah, I I just I'm always like, uh oh, I don't want anyone to use this as some sort of defense against or defense right. of homophobia or right. Oh whatever. yeah, no, that's silly. Like ever since I watched the what is it, the octopus? What's the octopus one? My octopus yes. teacher. Yes. Ever since I watched my octopus teacher, I thought about intelligence and what, like how we define intelligence, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, we, we tend to see the world and like judge things through this, with this human rubric or this, and see the world through this like human lens because we can't help it. But, um, there's a lot going on and they're really, they were around way before us, those bugs. They're mm-hmm. doing it right. We're fucking it up. They still have their environment. They, they got it all. It's all like symbiotic and like everybody's like worked it out. And like this plant helps this bug and this bug then delivers whatever back to the plant. And then it helps this, fl- you know, it's all a perfect system. Yeah. And then we came in and we're like, we know. And then we fucked it all up. So I agree. don't listen to us. Listen to the bugs. Yeah. They if they want to do it with 85%. Then, that, that, man, man, I don't just get out there and you go have your little gay bug sex. <laughs> Let's wind it down. Yeah. Oh. Sarah had an, a dream in which. <laughs> She thought a mountain man was the best. <laughs> so funny. Uh, and now Lincoln's into dream interpretation, which I encourage. Yes, I can't hear. I can't, I can't hear. I can't wait to hear um, what he is dreaming about. I think you need to tell us in the next episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, we heard oh, about a badass we le- bitch. We learned so much about Quakers. <laughs> Accidentally. I love it. Yes, yeah, so we did. This badass bitch. Oh, she's so cool. She should be getting all that money. She's super but cool. But she wouldn't even care if she did. She's a good example of how to be a better person. Yeah. Um, bronze winners are happier than silver. Yeah. And so like, good for them. Be happy. Yeah, with, try to be happy and do, a, what yeah. do you call it, downward comparison? Downward comparison. Mike Tyson, out of nowhere... Is yeah. uh, becoming a decent person. We're pretty happy about Susie's that. Susie's all of a sudden into sports. <laughs> right? That was a shock. Equally shocking, both of those outcomes. Yeah. Um, France, we have questions. Yeah. Call me. I'll, <laughs> I got ideas for you. Sarah has a scavenger hunt whipped up. Yeah. We'll work it out. And apparently, Sarah loves PB&J. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the rest of the country... It's moved it's like, on. Don't don't put don't put in your lunchbox. Pack tuna fish instead. <laughs> and don't forget, you can check out um, the sweatshirt yes. I'm wearing or all of our other so merch cute. on our website. I love it. We get so excited every time you guys buy anything. Yes, um, we take pictures of it and we see you in your cute pics. I love it. And if you want to watch the video version of this, go to patreon.com slash brain candy. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.